0: Old would you guess I am? I wouldn't. Come on, Don't try to flatter me. thirty eight. Oh, twenty eight. three? twenty three. I am seventy one years old. That's what it does. It stops the aging process dead in its tracks and forces it into retreat.
1: Drink that potion, and you'll never grow even one day older. Don't drink it, and continue to watch yourself rot. Bottoms up.
0: Going to be together a long time. Be good to it.
2: Sempre viva. Live forever. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Woo! (laughs) Hello! (laughs) Woohoo! Boys and girls, my name is Pete. And I'm Scott. And these, these are the, the movies that, that made, made us gay. gay. Woo-hoo. Woohoo! Well, we're back again, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a very special guest with us today. Very yeah. special guest. We're today. actually live from Keep It Weird headquarters with us today. We have Ashley from Keep It Weird. Hello.
3: Hello. Hi, Ashley. Hi. So, uh, Welcome to the we show. Well, welcome to the show thank you we've we've both been on before we've been on as a couple and i've been on by myself it's yes. always really really fun to go on been thank on you keep it weird. We, yes we've been on keep it weird you've is. also
4: been on your show multiple times yeah. we have multiple your own times episode
3: so we were supposed to be doing this at our house <laughs> but it is a thousand degrees in pasadena california mm-hmm. today it's so
4: unforgivable
3: we decided to do a little trip to the San Fernando Valley
4: <laughs> to Where escape the cooler. to escape the San Gabriel heat.
3: We had to go to North Hollywood.
4: When
2: your upstairs, ninety five year old uh, apartment with no air conditioning is uh, is hotter than the valley. We don't want to
3: subject you to that. You, Thanks you, for
2: having you. No, us. Take of a day trip.
4: I will always have you in my air conditioned home.
2: Well, uh, we watched Death Becomes Her.
4: Yes, we did. So, Ashley, you won won the fucking lottery. I sure did. You know, this is
2: like... The movie
3: that was always at the top of our list of what well, we got to do but Death Becomes Her. And yeah. I feel like even from the very beginning, I knew that you're going to be the Death Becomes Her guest because it seemed like a natural fit.
4: I feel like we talked about it multiple times yeah. when before this podcast's conception or mm-hmm. at its conception, I mm-hmm. guess, before you guys started recording. And you gave me like a list of a couple movies that you were trying out, some horror e themed or sci fi e themed. And I was like... If I don't do <laughs> becomes, I will lose my mind. Yeah, I love that movie. It yeah.
3: was it was between this and The Craft, and I feel like you're a good fit for both.
2: But I am a good Death fit becomes for becomes both. Death becomes her kind of one out.
4: It it wins on every level.
2: Yeah, it, I mean it's 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 spooky, it's kooky, it's just it's nuts. Um, A little bit of background, not on the movie itself, but on my relationship to the movie. Um, Clearly, none of us saw this in the theater. Nope. This movie was not a big hit. But uh, like so many movies that we've reviewed, it found its legs uh, on home video. I found a VHS copy of it at my dad's house. They had it on VHS. I don't know if he taped it off of cable. I'm assuming he did because it wasn't a purchased movie. And I watched it, not knowing what it was, and became obsessed with it. And uh, what year is this movie? 1992. Mm -hmm. 1992. 1992. For crying out loud. So, okay. So, in 1992, I am, let's see.
4: Let's do the math. Get out your calculators. I'm 14. He he actually is breaking out his calculator (laughs) right
2: now. I'm 14. All right. 14-year-old boy watching this movie on VHS over and over again, most likely after everyone's gone to sleep so I can watch it alone and learn all of the dialogue. I mean, I don't know what it was. Uh, this movie was not made for 14-year-old boys. No. At all. Negative. <laughs> I was not their target audience. But for some reason, I just became obsessed with the line deliveries, their their looks, they're just like, "I don't know they're they're just obsessed with beauty and youth. and it's and-
3: so hype, it's so exaggerated too yes. that's yeah. that's partly why gay men gravitate towards this movie because they're so it's so it's campy, yeah, and it's campy. heightened and campy, mhm, and especially how these two actresses, Goldie Hawn and Meryl Street, play these characters, yes,
4: yeah. for me." Were you done? I don't want to. No, no. Go go ahead. For me, so when I was little, I was obsessed with the WWE and I was obsessed (laughs) with wrestlers, like professional wrestlers (laughs) because of the makeup and the drama and the wardrobes. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really care for the wrestling. I liked everything else. Yeah. And then I discovered drag queens. Um, I saw like first I saw like the birdcage and Tu Wong Fu and I was like, oh, it's all the same stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But without fighting.
2: Yeah.
4: W- tell me more. And yeah. when I saw Death Becomes Her, it was that same idea of like big makeup, big hair, big mm-hmm. wardrobe, the set design. Like everything was so whimsical yes. and so wonderful that my little six year old brain <laughs> went bananas and I have been obsessed ever since actually when i was little i thought it was a horror movie oh yeah yeah right so like it like has this? the music and yeah. the quite thunder claps you didn't quite the... pick up no. on that it's a it's a
3: takeoff of right of, a, of the old universal exactly. monster exactly sure. uh, I,
4: I mean i was a huge tales from the crypt fan oh my god and this is like a tales from the crypt and
3: that's why it is exactly <laughs> why bob zemeckis wanted to do it and That's what attracted him. To was he Tales of the Crypt?
4: He was a like, producer under Death Becomes really? Her. Really,
3: and that's why he really liked the script. Is that he said it just felt like an extended Tales of the Crypt yeah. episode. I yeah, I
4: mean that's exactly what it is. And <laughs> yeah, it
2: really feels like those '90s Tales from the Crypt hour long. And you can you can see it in your head. I mean, uh, I can see it in my head as being an an hour long little Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. It'd be like
4: Demon Knight, Bordello of Blood, Death Becomes Her. Yeah. It's a trilogy.
2: And they expanded it and they got A-list actors. Meryl Streep, widely considered to be the greatest actress of her time. Well, and also coming off of
3: a big streak in the 80s that she would only
2: do heavy dramas,
3: Mm -hmm. like Out of Africa... Winning an Oscar for Sophie's Choice. Yeah. She also won for Kramer versus Kramer. All very heavy dramatic roles. Yeah. And then in the early 90s, she decided to switch things up and she did this <laughs> and...
2: um. She-Devil. She-Devil with Roseanne. Very, very different. And, uh, in very different. type. I've always... Loved, ever since I was a, a young kid watching this movie in particular and, and She-Devil, just thinking, that's so cool that Meryl Streep... Yes, she's... Like you know world renowned And she's this great dramatic actress but she's so Funny
4: so funny I
2: always felt Like she just has this great Sense of humor about her that she Saw this script and was like okay I can go ahead and say lines like These
0: You're a tragic Boozy flaccid clown That's it flaccid That's what you say Watch what you say I don't have to take this anymore I don't
2: have to take this any longer Oh, Oh boy <laughs> she delivers these lines so, oh, uh, I, yeah! I don't have enough adjectives. I really like <laughs> yeah, the scene great.
3: that when it opens, when the movie opens, and you get the big her big musical number
4: which by the way which had I would, real hardcore Mariah Carey 2017 ah, years I, would, I right. would sit through this whole
2: <laughs> picked up by all the dance I would sit <laughs> through this whole goddamn musical. I
4: mean, I thought of the same thing. Sweet Bird I was of youth. like, I'll watch this like
2: Okay, so that's something that as a youngster, I didn't get the joke. No. I, I got I was that, like,
4: so she's on Broadway. Yeah, that's cool. I got that her. she
2: was doing a show that people didn't like. I understood that people were walking out. And that sh- this kind of telegraph to me. The rain that she on the was,
4: playbill. Yes. Yeah. That
2: she was washed up. The playbill of the headshot. Yes. I love that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But the idea that s- sweet, sweet Bird of Youth is a Tennessee Williams play.
3: Yes. Yeah. It's and about it's a super it's, sad. It's about kind of a washed up woman that's trying to reclaim her youth. Sure. Okay. Ah, it fits with well, well, well. So it fits with the material, yeah, with the material. And it's but kind to make of, it a Broadway musical, and it's kind musical. of a, a disco musical. Of, this is how desperate she is to reinvent herself.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I I do love that there is a lot of thought put into at least Madeline's backstory. Madeline is a Meryl Streep character, mm-hmm. and we get a lot of her backstory as this. The movie starts in 1978. Mm-hmm. All right. Starts in 1978 and already she is washed up. She's a washed up movie star from the 60s. The movie that Helen is watching where she gets strangled by Michael Caine is amazing. That little clip of her yes. with this like big like bouffant, and she's got like very like she's it's, got very 60s makeup. It's
3: very um, Alfred Hitchcock's movies from like the late 60s, early 70s. Like yeah. Marnie. No, I mean, even Marnie was like early sixties. I'm talking oh, okay. about like Torn Curtains or everybody. Family Fly. <laughs> <Marnie laughs> like the ones that are kind the ones that they always skip over in like the AFI tribute. Oh yeah. okay. Yeah. And I think that the Michael Caine scenes were taken from an old movie called Sleuth. Right. Don't quote me on that though.
4: I was gonna ask if that was a real movie. Or yeah, I think his I think all for... Michael
3: Caine scenes are take are taken from a specific yeah, movie. Yeah,
2: because it's super young Michael Caine in the movie. And, yeah. Um they like splice in, and that's super Robert Zemeckis yes. to like get this old footage and like mm-hmm. combine it with. I've new seen footage Forrest to make. Gump. Yes,
3: <laughs> and also another thing about Bob Zemeckis because I call him Bob because oh yeah because you're friends. Um, we we go um back. a signature of Bob's movies is that it's sort of exploring new technology that he really wanted to do. Death Becomes Her, but he wanted to utilize new digital effects. Yeah, yeah, to kind of put in this bonkers story and it's the first time that skin texture had ever been recreated on film like That's i nuts. like early days of industrial like magic and yeah. using computers. and that CGI. scene where yeah. she turns her head nothing like that had ever been done in movies before
4: didn't they was was it supposed to be cgi or there's a
2: mixture of practical puppets on yes. set and then
4: cuz i read a couple things mm. which we'll get to when sure. we get into like the <laughs> Movie making magic. Yeah, but but that's the big thing
3: with Bob Zemeckis is that he really wanted to use the story as sort of a catalyst of what they could do in movies at the time. Yeah,
4: what the newest thing was. Mm -hmm. And also, this was the
3: year before Jurassic Park, too. So, and Jurassic Park was a big game changer in full body CG characters. And Death Becomes Her was like right before the cusp of that. At this point,
2: we had The Abyss. Where this CG creature was water. Then we had T two where it was like Liquid metal liquid metal. And then it went straight <laughs> this up is to like recreating people, people and skin and texture. And granted, she was like all stretched out and kooky, but still it was it's pretty successful for the time. But um it won the Best Visual Effects Oscar over Batman Returns and
3: Alien Three.
4: That's insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's bonkers. Well, and also the guy that did the CGI for this and the only reason I know this is because I thought that certain things were similar wasn't mm-hmm. it the guy that did the CGI for Roger Rabbit who framed Roger Rabbit
2: I'm sure it was because, because the scene,
4: yeah the scene where um uh Judge Do- is it Judge Doom? Mm-hmm. Judge Doom gets run over by the steamroller and then like slowly bing bong
2: bong yo, yo. like <laughs>
4: peels himself up uh Kind of looks like when she stands up after she gets thrown down the stairs.
2: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. where yeah, she's off like in the, the back same, background. Yeah, it's like, like almost right, the does. same like movement. We were watching it last night, and I was like, "Look at her! Look at her back! I there. Think it's <laughs> a look at her back there!" Of, it's out of focus. That's genius. I think oh, that scene genius.
3: is a mixture of a double
2: and yeah, parts effects. of it. Yeah, it's exactly. seamless though. It's yeah, so it looks good. great. The way her like her mangled body, the her limbs, mangled body is horrifying. It's yeah, crazy, and the limbs straighten themselves out. All in the, in the deep background, out of mm-hmm. focus. They straighten themselves out, stands up, walks towards the camera, and it's Meryl Streep's face backwards on her body. On oh, a body. In 1992.
4: Yeah. It's Congrats, flawless. guys. You did it.
2: Yeah. I do remember at the time, let me say this, I don't remember, I mean, I didn't see it in the theater, I don't really remember a lot of like the ad campaign, because a lot of times, even to this day, I'll watch a movie, an old movie, and someone yeah. will say a line and I'll just go, that was in the trailer. You just remember seeing commercials and what little like...
4: Especially TV polls. spots. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, but I do remember that this movie was everywhere as far as like Entertainment Tonight and like... The, well, there weren't that many back then. It was pretty much just Entertainment Tonight. But it was on like the news and stuff because of all the special effects. Yeah. And I remember them covering it a lot. And Meryl Streep has that famous line where she says, My first, my last, my only... Referring to special effects movies. Yeah. Because she was just so over how difficult it was.
4: She said it was like going to the dentist. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Shooting this movie was like going to the dentist. But
2: it's so crazy. There are like no other movies like this because on the one hand, it's like a crazy like special effects extravaganza with like cutting edge technology. On the other hand, it's a super campy, yeah, like super gay ass like soap opera of a movie. It's a take off
3: of an old uh exploitation or psycho bitty movie <laughs> of an, yeah. Are you familiar with psycho like bitty. a psycho bitty movie?
4: <laughs> when I thought these characters, yeah, I guess you could say Joan Crawford, like, like um, and like Betty Davis. Whatever and, happened to Baby Jane? And yeah, yeah, exactly. Who slew
3: Aunt Rue? Like a, <laughs> a an aging an aging woman that sort of wreaks havoc on people yeah. when her looks are starting to fade. But yeah. The crazy
4: but she feels thing, like she has nothing else. The crazy thing
2: about these this movie is that. Everything? I, well, yeah, everything. <laughs> Literally everything. But the two shot. of them at the time, what was Goldie Hahn? I read Goldie Hahn was 48 when she shot this movie. Yeah. I mean, it's no spring chicken, but 48's not that old. No. But again, they. I feel like they aged them so they that when they did so take so the they potion, could, mm-hmm. they would look more amazing. But.
4: Is it. F- Unfair of me to say that I actually think Meryl Streep is funnier than Goldie Hahn in this movie. Not at all. See, no,
2: I not think just all. the opposite. I, I, I mean, I think
4: Goldie Hahn is like drop dead hilarious in this, but Meryl Streep like kills. Some of me.
2: her line delivery is so crazy. Sure. <laughs> <But when> at, <laughs> sure. Okay, so the crazy, the, the funny thing about this movie is that there's a lot going on. It's kooky, it's yeah. crazy, it's over the top. But really, when you break it down, we're watching it, and I was like, okay, there's not. I guess we just go to the party after this. Um, once Meryl Streep is fully dead and like back to life, her performance is just, well, I guess her performance is over the top the entire movie. It's, no, I yeah, think it's the, crazy it's, you the know, entire personally,
3: movie. Personally, I think Goldie is given the funner stuff to do. True. I think that I she re- has kind of the
2: funner role of the two. Let me say this. I really love Madeline's super just like, She's not just bitchy. It's like reductive to just say she's a bitchy character because she's just so over everybody.
4: Yeah, she's catty.
3: What does, what does she say that, what did, what does she say that um, Helen, when they were younger, used to call her with her friends? Cheap.
4: Cheap. 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 She called me cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so quotable.
3: <laughs> but okay. just. And she, no, she's I, so
4: catty. Even before she gets dead.
3: Gets yeah. dead
4: because there was one line that I wrote down that made me laugh so hard. Uh, Goldie Hawn's book that comes out, mm-hmm. it's called Forever Young. Forever Young. And Goldie er, and uh, <laughs> Meryl says Forever Young and eternally fat. <laughs> <laughs> when she hears the title, I of her like book. that
2: title. Eternally fat. <laughs> oh my god. Oh,
4: speaking of, if we're going through the movie, yeah, we
3: should. Uh, yeah. Okay. So well, then let's. So we've just done yes. the big performance. I love the scene. When Helen and uh, Bruce Willis, what's his name? It's... Um, Earl? Er- Ern- Ernest. Ernest, Ernest Ern. come yes. backstage and she's getting ready she's for pretty- them to walk in. And she's, she's just practicing? like... She's like practicing. <gasps> she's just like...
2: Okay, send him in. She's getting she's super... Some of her delivery. No, you're absolutely right. She's getting super fussy
3: right. with, her, with her assistant. Like, get off, get off. No, Do yeah. Do you know yeah. who
4: her assistant is? I, I know her. I recognize Who's her from address? everything. She is the nurse... In Exorcist 3, oh, one of my geez. favorite oh, horror movies of all sure. time. She was also in the um, uh, Jim Carrey's landlord or like building manager in The Mask. Okay. The woman that like comes oh, out. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Her name is, her I wrote that down Fish. too. Yeah, it's like Janet Fish or Janice. Something Nancy. Fish. Nancy. Nancy Fish. Fish the yeah. nurse from Exorcist 3.
2: I feel like Meryl Streep scenes with her. Are so funny. Yes, because it's, she does these crazy lines where she's doing the she's doing the pra- the practicing of being surprised and then she's and then when she gets it right she's just like she's just so <laughs> like whatever she's so over everything. Those
3: backstage scenes are very all about Eve too. Yes,
2: yeah,
4: yes they are. Yeah,
3: Margot
2: and her assistant. Mm-hmm. So okay, so the interesting thing to me is we we get set up at the beginning of the movie that they're old friends. Goldie Hahn as uh, Helen is a little bit more frumpy. Yes. Madeline is the actress. Helen is an aspiring writer. Um, but the writer is a little bit more, like I said, dowdy. And Madeline is glamorous because she's an actress. And as soon as Helen introduces her fiancé, Madeline is like, okay, she wants him. So the idea is she wants Ernest... Not because she wants him, but because he was Helen's.
4: Yeah. Also, he was a plastic surgeon,
2: and he's a Beverly Hills plastic surgeon.
3: And also, Helen brought him there as sort of a test. Yes. yes. To yeah. see,
4: she said that like she had lost mm-hmm. men to her before. Yes
2: and um which
4: like here's the thing just like don't don't take them around them. like what <laughs> yeah. what are you doing you're not that good of friends. and the whole thing she says <laughs> like, we have
2: how long has it been you know yeah. they, they've gone all this time without seeing each other but yeah um it was a little test i do have a little bit i do have a little clip of that let's hear it. let's hear this
0: oh for heaven's sakes helen it was a dinner a business dinner the woman wanted my professional opinion Ernest, you don't know Madeline the way I do. She wants you. She wants you because you're mine. I've lost men to her before. She just turns on that flash and that glitter and they're gone. That's why I wanted you to meet her before we got married because I just had to see if you could pass the Madeline Ashton test. Please, please don't fail. I couldn't take it again. I...
4: I don't know what I'd do. Do you know how silly you're sounding? (sighs) Darling,
0: I have absolutely no interest in Madeline Ashton.
2: Smash cut. Cut
3: to the wedding. Cut to the wedding. (laughs) I love that Also,
4: that like squinchy sound. Yes. The ringing of the like, was it a napkin
3: or a tissue or something? Yeah. Yeah, a hanky. And that wasn't Ashley's cat.
2: <laughs> no, that no. was that was Helen's cat. <laughs> that was Helen's cat. <laughs> also, <laughs> yeah,
4: Helen's seven years later cut. That's me. in seven <laughs> years, just like cabinets <laughs> full of wet food. I cats always laugh everywhere. when she opens
3: up the, <laughs> the when she opens up the the
2: cabinet the cabinet and the cat's in there.
4: And the cat is in the cabinet <laughs> behind yeah. and the closed cabinet. cabinet door. She's eating whip- frosting. She's eating it's frosting. frosting. Okay. Cake
2: frosting right out of the canister.
4: Getting evicted. Yes. F- at least 50 pounds overweight. The lowest
2: point of her life. Yeah, lowest so Madeline life. marries Ernest, and Helen becomes a recluse, gains a bunch of weight, and eats frosting, <laughs> and, and watches Madeline Ashton movies where she gets choked to death by Michael Caine on repeat. Um, but this is kind of what gives her the idea to write a book. Which ultimately is forever young, and uh, this is where we meet her again twelve years later.
4: Yeah, her. I, th- I believe it was her therapist basically mm-hmm. says like the only way to beat this is to rise above it. Yeah, and be better.
3: And also, one of my favorite lines in the movie. What? Which one? I'd like to
4: talk. I would about, like to talk I'd
2: about, talk about, about <laughs> Madeline. Madeline <laughs> Ashton. Ashton. I just, we have a little bit of that. I would like to
4: talk about
0: Madeline. <laughs> Madeline.
4: And- <laughs> hey, that, that was not filmed in the same hospital as One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, right? They just like set up that scene to I, yeah, look they, like they that. They set it up to look oh, like Oh, definitely. It looked so, I literally like I was like, "Do I have to watch One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest next?" Because this looks just I like the hospital. I think he's
2: intentionally doing these s- like subtle like but not so subtle to, yeah. little callbacks and things like that. Um, The therapist, played by Olivia from Sesame Street. <gasps> <laughs> i always remember that as a kid i was like olivia olivia acts in other movies (laughs) are you lost i thought sesame street was a documentary (laughs) i
4: I thought they lived on sesame (laughs) Sesame street Street. how close is sesame street to hollywood (laughs)
2: yeah i was not uh, at 14 (laughs) i was i was a little dim Um, (laughs) um listen
4: no one was as dumb as me because i speaking of the mask so i had a vhs tape of the mask jim carrey that i watched so many times because i thought that in movies actors would have to do it all for you, like oh they were goodness. just performing sure. for you every time. <laughs> and I watched it so many times because I was trying to see him slip up. Oh my god! I was trying to see him.
2: I love it. He's it's going to be different. Do this something
4: time. different. <laughs> and I was like nine. Wow. Okay, I was way too old, oh. but I was convinced that one of these <laughs> times Jim Carrey would do something different. Oh my god! That's he amazing. never did. That'd be classic
2: so. Jim, though. I love that story. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, so we cut to twelve years later.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, from this point, no, yeah, I think it's another twelve years go by.
4: I thought it was seven and Maybe then seven, seven
2: and seven. You're right, you're right. And um, now Madeline and Ernest are ju- they just hate each other? Yes, they're, they're miserable. Not even sleeping in the same bed. Ernest's passed out on the floor, and drunk. he's become he's a, a and he's become a mortician.
4: Yeah, he left
3: plastic surgery to fix up dead people. In a morgue. Yes. Did they
4: ever say why? No. I know he alluded to the fact that it was her fault. Yeah, I think it was like her doing. He, I
2: think he now drinks because of Madeline, and so the drinking can't work on, means he can't. Yeah, maybe he doesn't a have a steady enough hand on the living. Yeah, mm, and maybe. so now he can only work on on the. Dead. And also,
3: it pays off later
2: in the movie. Sure that does. He works on dead people too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we get a we get an invite to. Helen's book release party forever which, young
4: and eternally fat <laughs> which they assume she is yes. still yeah. frumpy they seen her I love that reveal Fat woman of her That's yes great movie reveal that is a really good reveal they're at the looking party. across
3: the party and they see a bigger lady and they just assume it's Helen dressed She's, in like
4: no colors, yeah, just tans. <laughs> her back
3: to her, and then she steps to the side, and it reveals the beautiful Goldie.
4: Yes, in the red, in the red this dress, dress. Ninky red dress, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's gorgeous. She's and I had beautiful. to
2: watch closely on our, you know, HD TV to see Goldie in the red dress wearing the pin. Yes, because watching it on VHS as a kid, I never noticed she's got the she's little got she's got the, the pin from Liesel. Yeah, she took the potion already.
4: Well, and uh, Meryl had not been to see Liesel yet, but no. she had been to her plastic surgeon earlier yes. in the night because she wanted to get a touch up, the and they French said salon. you can't have that many surgeries in one month. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which can I just say the design of that French salon? Yes. It's like pastels and Art Deco combined. Yeah. It's gorgeous. And when I saw that, I was like, there's no way a straight man designed this set.
2: <laughs> but it was. I it know. was the
4: same guy that did Jurassic Park. It was the wow. same guy that did... Yeah, it was the same production designer that did all of... Well, s- let me say this about the Robert production Zemeckis's design. Movies. Uh movies.
2: That, that office was very cool. You're right. It was very... The pastel and the Art Deco, very Miami Beach. Yes. On purpose, though, mm-hmm. because it's... Uh, you know a spa a medi spa but the emergency room that we go to uh it's it's in Beverly Hills and this there's a sign above it above the hospital and it's on the exterior establishing shot and it's a blink if you miss it and it says like le emergency room like in <laughs> French yeah he pulls up parks the car crashes into an ambulance gets out of the car and he's like oh, i've got a woman you know we need an emergency room valet parking there's a woman in a valet serious? parking vest gives him a ticket then we go inside and there's wallpaper in the emergency room and it's that palm frond wallpaper from the, from beverly, the beverly hills, hills hotel. hotel polo lounge
3: it's a good little to good little attention to detail oh so even the ho-
2: even the hospital yeah. emergency room in beverly hills is Super Beverly Hills with valet parking and
4: that's hilarious. Crazy I wallpaper all of and all that. that.
2: So yeah, so it's just this heightened reality that Zemeckis is setting up for the world of this movie, that the yeah. world that these idiots live in. Yeah, because they're all a bunch of morons that are just obsessed with themselves. Yeah, even Ernest. You know, at I this mean, point even in the at
4: movie. the spa with the the f- the very obviously fake European French accent, yeah. French. <laughs> yeah. D- dialects <laughs> yeah. yeah you know that's pur- like yeah. on purpose that it's a bad french dialect oh, I'm sorry
2: mr chagall <laughs> she just turns it off
4: <laughs> yeah she turns it off yeah. exactly um yeah that's good world building
2: yeah for sure and it yeah it's super kooky and weird and i keep saying kooky it's, it's a, movie. a kooky <laughs> it's a movie kooky, kooky, movie. It's kooky, kooky spooky <laughs> so um
4: we're at the book signing and we see Helen, and she's got the pin on. Also, the book signing is when Bruce Willis's character, Ern sits down with that woman at the bar. And she—and you know, she...
3: that's the
2: director's wife.
4: Is that really? It's Mary yeah.
2: Ellen Trainer? yeah. She's oh, in the Goonies. Wow. She's, she's a mom Mikey's mom in the Goonies.
4: I, I mean, I recognize her, but I didn't know that.
2: She's a mom for the Goonies. She's a mom of the Monster Squad. It's uh, like she's married to the director <laughs> and or something. She, yeah, and she's Zemeckis' wife. Yeah, I think she passed away. Oh. Yeah.
1: Jeez! Yeah, she
2: passed away, and it was like, oh, she was like in her sixties or something. I'm really not. Oh my they god, really this got survived. dark. Yeah. I love Sorry. that scene when
3: she asks him uh, what, what his is, secret. What is. What is your secret of how you fixed up my dead aunt? And but he, she And he beautiful. tells her spray paint, and she's all like offended, <laughs> she's offended. and I'm kind of like, well, she asked.
2: You asked. Yes. You asked. How did you make the, my aunt's corpse look so? nice
4: like what do you expect not him to corpse-like? say like all <laughs> yeah. of those
3: tricks of the trade for people that he that was on very
4: blunt about he it was. he's basically going he's like not even talking to her he's more yeah. so talking mm-hmm. to himself Off like well you distance. know yeah. yeah cake makeup it seeps into the pores spray paint you know, it you know what it mean? Yeah, yeah you gotta grind <laughs> it in there and she's just horrified listening yes. to him say he spray paints these bodies with like actual like hardware store spray paint which again comes in later in the movie yes And this
2: is this scene where Madeline and Helen have a little reunion, Mm -hmm. and I think this is where the two of them are at their best when they're with each other. Yeah, Goldie Hawn and 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 Meryl Streep, all their scenes together are the funniest, like the smartest. um, The whole like frenemy thing, they're being. They're being nice and cute and they're having a little talk, but really they're just backhanded comments. Yeah. And this is the first time that I heard the phrase uh where she says, My public my PR woman said that Madeline Ashton will go to the opening of an envelope. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes.
2: I love that. And I actually worked for a PR firm in my early twenties, and the owner, my boss, said that about someone. And I was like, (gasps) (laughs) that's (laughs) a death becomes her line. (laughs) That's a death becomes her. I don't know if she knew that or if that's just something that PR people say because apparently Helen's PR woman said the same thing about Madeline.
4: I could see a PR office being as catty as death becomes her. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Oh, don't get me started. We do not have enough time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So... The man at
2: the at the med spa tells Madeline, we can't help you anymore, but I know someone who can. Yes. He gives her a business card, and she's just like, whatever, screw this. After she sees Helen looking amazing at 50, and I mean, Goldie Hawn, like I said, was 48 when they shot this movie, so she's, you know, just a couple years shy of 50 and looks amazing.
4: She looks incredible.
2: Um the body the face the skin it's all there but you know for a woman who looked like Helen did to look like that at 50 everyone is just shocked and blown away what did she do Um, so Madeline's down in the dumps she goes to
4: see her her, boy side piece
2: her, her side piece Dakota Dakota. Dakota. Those
3: jeans <laughs>
4: <laughs> who is not alone in his no, not at all. basement apartment or her wherever little, the hell he lives. Her side I'm
2: assuming piece is he's already... the pool boy or something, because I feel yeah, like this house is on know. the grounds of her big mansion. Didn't
4: it seem like that? But I, she drove there, though, didn't she? Oh, that's
3: true. So her little side piece has already found a new lady.
2: Yes, because Madeline and him look heated. They look ridiculous together. I love the thing, of the little beat with Dakota is that he's like, oh, Madeline, like, I don't have time, like, whatever. He's making excuses. And then as soon as she sees the woman in the apartment and she calls him on it, he automatically has a Brooklyn accent. He just the actor just switches and like come on Madeline what do you want me to do, <laughs> what do, we, do? we look People ridiculous say we together look ridiculous. it's yeah. so crazy i'm like why did he that's a weird that's an interesting choice but you know i would have liked to have acting. seen
3: dakota get called back later in the script but i get they had to keep things moving yeah true. and I had to get rid of him
2: no we didn't have time for dakota she had to get to Liesl's. she's driving it's raining her hair's a mess she's you she's know got
4: makeup running down her screaming, face screaming crying
2: she sees herself in the rearview mirror and just flips out. The reveal of her house. I don't
3: know if that is a matte shot, if it's a model. Liesel's house? Yes.
2: This castle that this she castle lives in. This castle that she lives in. I do not know how they did that effect shot. Yeah, it's pretty crazy because it's, it's insane. It starts with the camera tilting up at like this tower and then cranes all the way down to Madeline getting out of her car. So it's like, is it a miniature? Like what what do they do? Movie magic. Um we should call Bob. Hey. She's We're greeted at the door by all of
3: Isabella Rossellini's beefcake American Gladiator servants. Yes. Who I am obsessed. I'm obsessed with all of them.
4: I have to tell you what Joe said because he just killed me. So <laughs> her <laughs> manservants, her like bodyguards, I guess. Sure. You could call yeah.
2: Them. They've got to guard that potion. <laughs>
4: They have to guard the potion. Um, I watched the movie with my boyfriend, Joe, on Sunday. Handsome Joe, (laughs) as he is known on the podcast, Keep It Weird. He is a guest uh, pretty often. He's a doll. (laughs) He's wonderful. He hadn't seen the movie since he was a kid. He loved it, by the way. And when he first saw her bodyguards, he said to me, he looks like he just came from the beach where he was playing saxophone for Kiefer Sutherland <laughs> in The Lost Boys. <laughs> and I couldn't unsee That's it. That's amazing. For the rest of the movie, they're the, wearing like the same wearing stretch pants, pants. Stretch pants, the big, thick waistband, yeah. shirtless, muscle. They look like they could tan. have been
3: Tina Turner's sax guy. Yes. You know, all have long hair. You know, hair. that's that's Tina Turner's sex guy in The Lost Boys. In The Lost Boys? Yeah. Isn't oh. he
4: in The Lost Boys too as well? Oh,
3: I don't know. I don't know. I think feel
4: so. like I read somewhere that he had they a cameo back. in The Lost Boys too, but I could also be wrong.
2: Yeah so we've got these crazy beefcake guys With the like the half ponytail And later on not in this scene But later on in the movie Fabio is actually One of the the beefcakes He
4: has no lines
2: Nope he just walks in and gives her a robe or something
4: He's also in Exorcist 3 He plays an angel in the scene In the the dream sequence A lot of
2: connections to the Exorcist Mm 3 in this movie I love it but we meet Lisol and ultimately this is where the movie like really goes down. Yeah, so she's got the bodyguards, she's got Dobermans. Yes. Guarding this potion.
3: Isabella Rossellini, her top is necklaces.
4: Both scenes. Both
2: it's scenes. like a bib made of <laughs> like, It's like a bib made of like little brooches that are yeah. all intertwined.
4: Yeah. The- I don't know if this was before pasties, but it's essentially like... I would have given her pasties, for this. pasties.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. They used a body that double seems a little for pokey. all of her nude scenes. Did you know that?
4: Did they really? Yeah, they used a Wasn't body she double. nude in, in Blue Velvet?
2: Yes, she was.
4: And Isabella
3: like Russelini is such a very specific actress for this role. True.
2: <laughs> okay, so here's my question. A witch? <laughs> so many questions <laughs> I about... I have a theory. Liesl von Rumen. About the character herself. Okay, here here's my one of my things. She's I'm seventy one years old. Seventy <laughs> one? Why didn't they make her like 100? Yeah, 200, a hundred? Yeah, two hundred. You know, it would have probably been more
3: 70. effective if they would have made her really, really old. I mean, yeah. maybe
2: they were thinking, oh wow, so you that she looks amazing she for seventy one. Like, good care of yourself. A little bit more believable. You did some squats. But like, yeah, she would have even if she was seventy one. She still would have been, I guess, in the 90s, she probably would have been older than all those celebrities at the party, all those celebrity lookalikes. Yeah, that you see party. later in the...
4: Who, which, who's the oldest? Garbo? Didn't Greta she Garbo. Garbo Jim say, Is Garbo, I, want, I Morrison, just want to be alone? Yes.
3: Marilyn. Yeah. Marilyn. Elvis, Elvis. Elvis. Um. Uh. Warhol. James Andy Dean. Warhol,
4: James Dean. Those are the lookalikes that are at the party. Yeah. So... Garbo, I'm would thinking Garbo, Garbo, Garbo would be the would oldest. Garbo would be the oldest. But still, yeah, just making like a, I'm 500 years old. Yeah.
2: 150.
4: 150.
2: 71. I was like, "Okay, that's old, but
4: you're towing the line?" Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then what's her deal issue, which the like the potion box has like Egyptian like yeah. iconography it's like, on it. that is
4: actually a really really funny. I love that comedy where like she brings out this box she opens the box with a knife. She like inside. takes a knife another out. Box. And then it's another box inside that box. And then you open that box and it's an egg. And then you <laughs> untie the bow. And then there's a vial that you like sit on a platform. And it like magnetically, it magnetically like, balances. A lot of pomp and circumstance
3: for this potion. <laughs> and yes. and that,
4: that comedy comedy just like tickles me to yeah, my core. It's great. Because it's, like, it goes on hilarious. a little too long. Yeah. It's sort of like um, one of the other ones I could think of is a uh, hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy i don't know sure. if you remember where they're like zooming out of Earth, oh yeah and it's like and it goes on for it goes on for Way so long, long that you're like okay and then like the further it goes the funnier it gets yeah
2: <laughs> totally
4: i'm into it
2: yeah no for sure that's a it's a it's a great joke this potion is i kind of like that they don't
4: really explain it, yes. where it's from. I love that because yeah. if that movie was made now, they'd have to they be like, oh I got A backstory from
3: story. the
4: Amazon rainforest, yeah. from a stream. You'd have to do from
3: a whole a meteorite. world building for the <laughs> yeah. death that comes potion. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's something clever we that We
2: don't need, to, don't know. need yeah. to know. And that's the tales from from the crypt aspect of it. That's that like Suspend schlocky, your disbelief. Yeah, Saturday afternoon yeah. syndicated TV show We don't got a lot of time. Yeah, we got to sell commercials.
4: Why you're here? (laughs) And it's not to find out where we got this fake shit.
2: Yes, exactly. Those enjoy the movie. Those shows were on a budget.
3: So when you actually take this potion to do it successfully, because it stops the aging process in its
2: tracks. tracks. So if you're because Elvis was fat Elvis. Elvis Very was true. 70s Elvis with the big pompadour and the sideburns which, and stuff.
3: Which sucks because I feel like if you're Elvis, you'd want to be Elvis it's from like not, the early 60s.
2: It's not like vampirism where it's like it makes you like an idealized version of yourself. It
4: stops the aging in its tracks. Yeah. And I guess that's true because when you see what happens in like Meryl <gasps> oh, Streep, yeah, you're sort right. of Revers-
3: Vers- reverse- the best version of
2: yourself yeah. in that
4: moment. It's like a reverse werewolf transformation. Yes where you just see her body get tighter yeah. and her skin starts her glowing and her yeah and her boobs lift which actually i guess was like an assistant behind her pushing her because breasts i
3: together. love that i guess I that the little that. contraption that they had didn't read Did as, they have as well one? on <laughs> film so they had to have somebody lift. Them I, up. but
2: i think all that shit works so well like yeah there's some really interesting like morphing stuff where they which is digital and they get rid of her like liver spots in her face but all the stuff in her body with like making her boobs pop and there's like stupid sound effects yeah. there's like, like yeah. so <laughs> the she little, says the, the drag take, tongue pop what that I was going to say, say is that
3: she says take care of your body yeah so i suppose ideally Injuries? These people are, well, these people are just going to be living in their mansion because yeah, they're loaded. Yeah. And you just don't leave the house.
4: Well, she even says to her, like, you can continue your acting career for 10 years max.
2: For 10 years. I love this accent. <laughs> Isabella Rossellini, an Italian <laughs> yes. woman. This is yeah. not an Italian accent. <laughs> no. What is going well, on? She, she got that Rossellini? from her mom. You don't get an accent from your parents. You she get an accent from where you. She could have. She could have picked up on it. That's <laughs> no, it's not how that mom. works. That I've is, got that is many how immigrant mom, children, that is kind of how her mom used to talk. Um, I think she was raised in Swedish boarding schools, or Swiss boarding schools. Yeah. So I think her accent is 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 Swiss, even though she is from Italy.
4: Yeah. Because
2: the accent, she sounds like the Swedish chef.
4: Yeah. A little bit,
2: yeah. And she was, and I did a little bit of research on uh, Isabella Rossellini. She was raised in boarding schools. Okay, so that's where that that weird accent comes from. Um, <laughs> you know, I love my big beef and cheddar. I really liked her on uh, Thirty Rock. She's really funny on Thirty she, Rock. She, her and Alec Baldwin remember. went in on an Arby's franchise together.
4: Oh my god, that's hilarious.
3: <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, because anything that you do from this potion, or like anything. that Physical that happens to your body, it's really bad. It's really bad. Well, yeah, your body can die, but you, you can't, are alive because you can't recover yeah. from yeah. it.
2: So but it
4: be- it makes you a- it gives you eternal life, but not if you get brutally murdered. Yes,
3: or maybe even if you just cut
2: yourself too. Like you can lose a finger.
3: Like or if true, you just like. You bruise yourself. Your well, body I don't doesn't know, because, quite um, won't heal, when, regenerate uh,
4: When she stabs them in the finger and puts yeah. the drop in the hand. Yeah it also seals up the cut. Yeah, I think so your body's I really, fine. I but. think that it's literally like take care of your body as in like if you, your heart stops beating, yeah. you will turn into a living dead monster, yeah. which is exactly what, what happens. happens.
2: <laughs> the living dead in Beverly Hills. <laughs> 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 okay, so let's be real. Jennifer Lopez took this potion, right? Jennifer Lopez <laughs> took this potion.
4: Keanu Reeves um, took this Reeves potion. potion. Angela
2: Bassett took this potion.
4: Oh, yes. Angela Bassett created this potion. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> but they've all had way longer than ten years of of what is the line? Ten years of success. Well, well there,
4: Angela Bassett's breaking all the rules. That's
2: yeah, they all are.
4: She. So one thing, uh, an early draft of the film, and this is like something that I thought of, and I googled it. I mm-hmm. I googled Death Becomes Her. Cleopatra, because an early draft of the film, okay, she was Cleopatra. And, oh, I could see that. Yeah, lisa okay. was Cleopatra, and uh, which explains the Egyptian theme of her house, okay. the Egyptian theme box, the Doberman pinchers 5, like all of that. Five thousand
2: years old? Yeah. Oh no, Cleopatra is not five thousand years old. She's like two thousand years old. Yeah. <laughs> Cleopatra was like the that very would have been end interesting, and that gym. explains a lot. Yeah. Only, 2000. <laughs>
4: only two thousand, only she's only two thousand years old. But yeah, that would explain a lot. That would kind of, and and she's kind of like she wears the winged eyeliner, oh, like yes. she's kind of. I yeah. mean, it would totally her, like, make wrap, sense. Her yeah. like
2: wrap skirts,
4: exactly. I <laughs> thought that maybe it wasn't that she was like I'm Cleopatra, but I thought maybe at the end of the movie she would be revealed yeah. to be like, oh. I I'm not 71. I'm 2,000 years old. Yeah. I'm Cleopatra. Yeah. But it just oh, didn't yeah. happen.
2: That could have worked. She could have been like, I just I just give that to you as like your little, like, that's her sales pitch. Yeah. It'll I freak you out if I say it. I him. love yeah. that scene where
3: she shows her the amount and you don't <laughs> see <laughs> how much <laughs> it costs. Yeah. She's that's like, how much Thank it costs. Thank you.
4: Good night. Yeah. yeah. Good night. Changes for nice everybody. Be well, here.
2: how much for me then? Meryl Streep's performance is so good. So funny. How much for me? <laughs> now uh. <laughs> a warning.
4: <laughs> After she's already drank the potion. Now a warning.
3: <laughs> so I saw this movie described in an article of if Night of the Living Dead was directed by George Cukor <laughs> from Gigi. Oh my God. Which that's perfectly hilarious. describes the movie.
2: Yeah yeah it's that's the thing it goes into this crazy like and as a kid watching this over and over again i never thought like they're zombies Mm -mm. they're not zombies you know
4: like i mean like you said it's like living dead in beverly hills yeah it's like the real housewives of beverly (laughs) hills meets night of the living dead and i think or frankenstein yes if if that's better
2: also yeah and there's that portion of
3: i think the movie really comes alive when they both band together oh my god they they kind of use their frenemies to their advantage to get what they want
4: well before that though the plot thickens thickens (laughs) when meryl streep takes the potion and at this point she doesn't even know that the potion was taken by helen no
2: she just thinks that Helen looks great. Yeah, she just thinks she looks
4: great, and now she goes home. She sees like she's going out for a night on the town, and what she doesn't know is that when she was gone, Helen showed up and plotted with urn to kill. What's Meryl Streep's character's name? Madeline. Madeline. I have to talk
3: to Madeline Ashton at so once. I have to talk
4: to Madeline.
3: <laughs> I love that line.
4: <laughs> this line. She practices it. Madeline, I need to speak to Madeline at once.
0: At once. <laughs> Madeline, I need to speak to Madeline at once. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah that's That reveal it.
3: of her when she has the umbrella and he opens up the door and you see the reveal of her. Yeah. That's the best Goldie has ever looked in film.
4: Morticia lighting.
3: Morticia yes, lighting. The, the, and I the, love when she throws yeah. the umbrella when she comes in. Yeah, yeah. That,
2: Madeline's not here. Oh thank oh, God. Oh thank no. God. And she just throws <laughs> She's, it. Like, practicing for an <laughs> throws hour. the umbrella over her shoulder.
4: Yeah. So um, the physical
2: comedy is great. It's oh, all great. I know what I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. Okay. We've got Tales from the Crypt, you've got uh what's what's the Stephen King um those movies, uh, Thanks for the Ride Lady. Oh Creepshow. Creep show. show. Creep show. All of that. There's this monkey's pot element yeah. to everything mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, you can get the, you can drink the potion mm-hmm. and you can look 20 years younger mm-hmm. and you can look like that forever. But, but you know, but and there's, there's a catch and there's this catch. And that's the super tales from the crypt element where it's like, if this was um, just a, a 60 minute episode of TV, it's like, okay, they're both dead at the end. I mean, that's what happens here. But it's like that's just the kind of morbid humor of it. Yeah. And there's just so many elements and levels to this movie. And and it's like you think it's going to go somewhere. And Madeline takes the potion. And you're like, great. She takes the potion. Now she looks better. And what's she going to do with Helen? And she freaking, her body dies the same night. Yeah. At least Helen got to
4: like... Live for a couple of years. Yeah, Helen
2: said she took it in 1985.
4: Yeah, so she got to live like way
2: before you took.
4: It. <laughs> way before you took. Ah, <laughs> yeah. So she's gotten years out of it. She's this had a few years body. out of it.
2: Seven years, maybe. Yeah. Um. Oh my god!
3: Meryl I should Street. say I should say that scene where it goes into uh Helen's plan. What they're gonna do to Madeline?
2: Oh yeah, the overlap every time when you
3: see. It all coming together.
2: We'll make it look like she had a little too much to drink.
4: They're pouring alcohol <laughs> <And she's, laughs> all over the- <laughs> I always...
3: Whenever we're driving on Mulholland Drive, I always think of that scene where they're, where
2: she's pouring mm-hmm.
3: all of these bottles of vodka in his car. My favorite part
2: of that scene is that if you look closely, the bottles of vodka... It's a generic label. It's white and it just in in Helvetica font says vodka in That's black. Perfect. It's so looney tunes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the old that old generic label that I mean they don't even make that label anymore but just vodka. She had it coming.
4: She had it coming. <laughs> her dead yeah, charred arm. Gonna, <laughs> with the bot that was very um, drop dead gorgeous yes, of them. The, with the, the, the bottle the melted alcohol Bala melted boost. on her hand. <laughs> oh yeah. <it's> so gross.
2: <laughs> yeah. It was gross. Okay, so here's my question and here's my kind of theory. I think that Helen Goldie Han just wants to kill either one of them or both. Because her plan, she
4: doesn't want to get back with Ern No, I think she just wants yeah. to ruin Madeline's life. Because
2: what is what is her what is her goal with the? I need to speak to Madeline at once. What if Madeline was there? What was that plan going to be? Then when Ernest is there, she's like, "I got it. We'll kill Helen." Then later on, when it's her and Helen, she was like, "I don't blame." Well, not later on. Actually, earlier when she meets Madeline at the book signing she's like I want you to know I don't blame you and I never it was him yeah he went to you and then she goes crazy and has like a little like kooky crazy like glint in her eye yeah so like Helen's just gone she's just just crazy she's She's pretty off the rails yeah that scene where she's just like she's just seducing
4: earn to get to
2: yeah to get to Madeline Madeline
4: to murder I think her. she just wants to kill both of them. I think so, too. Frankly. Mm-hmm. I think she's
2: just like, whoever's available, they're they're going down.
4: Yeah. I agree. So they plan to kill Madeline. <laughs> but the plan does not go no. well. Because, because she's still alive. She's still alive. <laughs> and actually, that seems really good when uh, we played it earlier when she's yelling at Bruce Willis which first of all I think this is a good time to talk about how fucking amazing Bruce Willis is in this movie this is my favorite Bruce Willis performance because you forget one that he can be funny two how good of an actor he is because he's been pigeonholed as this like tough guy quiet type Mm mm-hmm but he's so goofy in this. I yeah. guess it was supposed to be Kevin Klein. I
3: read that too. Yeah. And he dropped okay. out at the last minute. And he
4: dropped out and they replaced it. But you could totally see that. And that like, would have
3: made perfect sense. I could have yeah. seen Kevin Klein in this yeah. role. Kevin
4: Klein could have done this role mm-hmm. perfectly, but I think that there's an added element with Bruce Willis doing it that's like Yeah. An actor playing against type. He is well, so also, funny. He
3: yeah, would have been coming sure. off of moonlighting from the eighties. And he's he's allowed to be funny
2: on that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Earlier in his career, Bruce Willis, like, he was a lot more. He was allowed to be funny. Now yeah. it's just like these like crazy action roles. It's but.
4: just Lethal Weapon one through, <laughs> uh, not Lethal yeah. Weapon. What is it? Die Hard. Die, With die Hard one through Moonlight seven. Kingdom
3: thrown in there. Yeah,
4: <laughs> but he is not supposed to kill her. They're supposed to kill her together.
2: Right. Yeah, she Helen talks him into this whole plan where they're going to drug her, put her in the car, drive her off the cliff and make it look like an accident. But when she comes home from taking the potion, she's so like drunk with how beautiful she looks. She's just like, fuck all, fuck Ernest. Mm -hmm. They both pick a fight with each other. You're flaccid. Yes.
4: You're a loser. I was the best thing that ever happened to you.
2: Yeah. And she's (sighs) so awful to him. So awful that ultimately, when she gets close to this se- this set in this house, yeah, oh my, Hilarious. I
4: take it that's the
2: <laughs> big that's that big
3: stage that when you're doing the Universal Studios backlot tour, they always point out the biggest stage in the lot right yeah, at the beginning of huge. it. I forget what number it is, but this is sure. probably built on the biggest set of the yeah, lot because that, that was a soundstage. It had yeah, it had to
2: be. It's huge mansion is ginormous yeah yeah and this staircase scene where she she makes ernest so angry that he just starts to choke (laughs) (laughs) at the top of the staircase and when she's pleading with him for her life he lets go and pushes her down the stairs essentially
4: she just got back from taking the potion and she cracks her neck and the irony things. of it all. The irony of it all. Joe actually said something funny during that, too. He turned to me and he was like, I think she hit every step twice. Yep. Because that fall, down, that the fall stairs. down the
2: stairs is so long. How it's many extra stairs long. do you
4: think that is? 30? Yeah. yeah. She falls for like, like 70 seconds. Yeah, It's fully <laughs> it's like, like absurdly like a 10 story
2: building yeah. that she's just falling down.
4: <laughs> she breaks her neck like eight times. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah well, yeah. great. And when she gets to the bottom, she's thoroughly mangled
4: crumpled mess it
2: looks like on family guy when somebody like
4: yeah that's exactly what it looks like and like their (laughs) arms behind (laughs) their back and like their legs are twisted yeah
2: Yeah. i love it so yeah so she ultimately dies there he freaks out that that well we don't have to go through with the plan anymore she fell down the stairs yeah and it'll just look like she fell down the stairs and whatever but she comes back to life immediately and that's where the whole idea of the movie is. She, they, she took the potion. She can't die. Mm-hmm. Her body's fucked up now. Now mm-hmm. her body's dead forever. And rotting.
4: Yes. <laughs> like um, Some of the best. I actually. One of my favorite scenes in the movie is next when he takes her to the emergency room. Like you said earlier. And they're yeah. in the hospital. And uh, Sydney Pollack. Oh who God. is not even credited in the movie? They like I don't to think.
3: cast Sidney Pollock a lot as a doctor. He plays a doctor and eyes plays wide shut. Really great
4: doctor. Yeah. yeah,
2: he's playing it really well. How how freaked out he is by when he's her injuries. when he's bending her hand.
4: bending her wrist back, nope. asking Mm-mm. if it hurts, and she's like, "No, I, I can't said feel it." Doesn't, I hurt. doesn't hurt. What? She like doesn't have a pulse, <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: her temperature is like sixty <laughs> but the best part about that scene is like after Meryl Street passes out,
2: mm-hmm.
4: Bruce Willis is gone for whatever reason he is to go find a doctor or something. She passes out.
2: Oh yeah, they come
4: in, they take her to the morgue. do you the do morgue you the morgue <laughs> she'll <She's> be furious. <laughs> <laughs> he's so upset that they took her to the morgue but they she didn't have a pole. she was dead so he's like running to the morgue and this is like my favorite part of the movie I don't know why the floating nuns the floating nuns I love <laughs> the non- floating what nuns. a funny bit that yeah. is. he's like going the, it, the hospital gets creepier and creepier the yeah. further the closest he gets to the morgue and then all of a sudden there are three nuns coming down the hallway and they're on some sort of track because they are just floating that's th- very <laughs> and also
3: that's very <laughs> exorcist three
4: oh yeah totally
3: with the isn't it like a, ghost, isn't like a ghost nun that Murder like nuns? goes across the hallway? <laughs> yes. Which is the scariest shot in all of cinema. That's
4: one of the <laughs> greatest jump scares of all time. That yeah.
3: shot, when I first saw it, scared the it living shit It still scares me because I can't
4: time it out. And I you know, it's know it's You don't know it's coming,
3: and then it comes. Check out The Exorcist 3.
4: Yeah, everyone, I, <laughs> I talk about this so often on my own podcast that it's kind of anyone who listens to Keep It Weird that's listening to this right now is rolling their eyes into the back of their head. <laughs> so, like, like why does she always talk uh, about that movie? Take a drink. <laughs> take Ashley a drink. mentioned
3: The Exorcist. Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ultimately, he, Ernest smuggles Madeline out of the hospital, mm-hmm. back home, uh, and this is where he puts his skills to work. Spray painting her her body, because her... she, Meryl Streep is made up like she looks like Elsa, like from Frozen, she's just like white with like blue lips, and her hair is platinum blonde, yes, throughout the entire movie. Madeline mm-hmm. Ashton's hair is white white it's yeah. so blonde their their looks are so heightened throughout Goldie Hahn's shade of red it's a it's a Phyllis Neffler red, which Gosh. is uh Troop Beverly Hills. Um, yeah, <laughs> Shelley Long. This unnatural red hair, and and Meryl Streep has this this ice blonde, and it serves them both really well later on in the movie when they both are completely dead.
3: And they give Goldie the contacts. Well, oh. they give Meryl
2: contacts too.
4: Meryl had purple contacts, yeah. mm-hmm. but Goldie's contacts were like legit, kind of scary.
2: Yes. Yeah. Now you. Please. You know, please, you know, <laughs> you notice Goldie's contacts because there are these like icy like Marilyn Manson contacts. But Meryl Streep's violet eyes are really subtle. And I don't think I noticed it until I watched this movie on like a modern television. Yeah,
4: I didn't notice it until this last time I watched it. And yeah. the only reason I noticed it is because I was looking closely because mm-hmm. the first time that Urn uh, is making her over kind of like yeah. spray painting her body which by the way joe noticed this and i don't know if this is like proven but is that a body double too. no um when he's spray painting her leg mm-hmm. when she's like laying flat he spray paints uh the skin tone over silver yeah but it's filmed in reverse so oh. he's actually spray painting silver on her leg
2: okay in the to make, tone. That would make more but sense then they because reverse, when you play so it in reverse, it looks, it looks, like, it looks yeah. more realistic. Oh. Joe
4: noticed that. I didn't even notice, and I don't even know if that's how because they did Because there's it, but... so
2: many tricks that yeah. Zemeckis does in this movie. There's some really cool stuff when uh, they're having their shovel duel yes, later with on. the
4: shadows. And, and the
2: shadows, mm-hmm. but when also uh, Goldie Hawn gets a couple of headshots in, mm-hmm. uh, in Meryl Streep, and her head goes... All the way back so that you can't even yeah. see it. And there are things where Goldie will swipe the shovel across like in an arc. Mm-hmm. And as it's arcing, it will cross over Meryl. And as they do that, it'll cut from her to an the animatronic oh. with the head gone they do a lot of that it'll piece together and they splice it together he did a lot of that stuff in back to the future with old biff talking to young biff right and things where they would somebody would walk across the camera um and it would be a they could cut it and in and insert like opticals with some you know now they don't have to do that they can all do that in post digitally yeah
4: at the time it's better when they do yeah you know they're doing
2: all this stuff like in not in camera but you know with like physical yeah you know film film techniques on the day Yeah. yeah so that there's a lot of interesting things with timing with the the shovels flying across the screen and cutting to from puppets to real people and and all of that and um goldie's big hole in her stomach is all is rotoscoped and it's like frame by frame somebody went
3: in. I love and drew that out. That whole sequence of her shooting her and she falls back into the pool.
4: Falls. She
3: like <laughs> gets blown like back fights. into the pool like a yeah. cannon. Yeah. And then she, she When she stands. She rises up. like the undead.
2: Yeah. See, and that's another thing too. We it first is a close up on Goldie Han's face and she spits the water out. And then as it, she stands up, it cuts to a full body. Puppet. All of the water emptying
3: out of the big hole in her stomach. Yeah, her yeah. abdomen. Have you ever seen Sharon Needles uh, uh Sharon Needles illusion yes. of Helen?
4: With the mirror. With the mirrors, yeah. yeah. It's really <laughs> yeah. great.
3: Look it
2: up.
4: Yeah. Or right. yeah. we'll
2: post it on her Instagram. It's yeah. phenomenal. Really smart with the big mirror right right there. Um we're skipping all over the place, but it doesn't matter.
3: Well, she comes over and they have their big bitch fight.
2: Yes. The the shovel duel's amazing. But I, we have to mention like the very first little bit of IMDb trivia is that Meryl Streep cut Goldie Hawn's face with a <gasps> shovel. Oh, I didn't know that. Really, the very first Damn. bit of trivia. She
4: scarred her face.
2: It says it. It said it left a faint scar. Oh, but on her face, like it cut her face. <laughs> Oops. <gasps>
4: Oopsie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Helen yeah. comes over. Because
2: those are real shovels, it looks they, like. It's you real. You can see the weight yeah. of the shovels as they're like banging them against If they each were other.
4: fake, it would have been a smoother fight. Yeah, but exactly. But it's very much so like. Yeah, that they're uh, holding these yeah. like. Yeah. When uh, Helen comes over, uh Madeline is there. Madeline has already died. She doesn't know that. Helen has also drank the potion, mm-hmm. so she shoots her with a shotgun because she, over- she knows that they were plotting to kill her to begin with. Shoots her with a shotgun. All of a sudden, she rises out of the water. Madeline goes, what the hell? And realizes they're both wearing the same pin, which also, we didn't mention this, anyone that takes the potion gets a free button. Gets a, li- <laughs> gets a little button. It's ah! <laughs> a free button. A little
2: golden, like, <laughs> brooch. Yeah, um...
4: <laughs> to I don't know as a gift like th- I mean well, it's they're just a part a of the, they're yeah, a, part of a very device.
3: exclusive club mm-hmm. and that's a little insider information if you see yeah. somebody yeah. with the button maybe that's what you can give them a little wink and you'll yeah. know
2: I knew it you took the potion too
3: and then you'll know yeah
4: so then they fight each other um and that is when they realize that they need earn the mortician yes. to help put them together. And this is when immediately oh they God. decide, why are we fighting? We're mortal. We're eternally beautiful. <laughs> but now they're, both, fight but now they're both dead. But now we're both dead. So what do we need? A mortician.
2: Oh, my goodness. I He can, he can drink the potion.
4: Yes, but mm-hmm. he's not going to live forever. No. Nope. What do we do? Oh, my
2: God. I love it. This is one of my favorite little bits of dialogue between the two of these two. Oh,
4: oh
0: it's amazing. Oh. Not a blemish, not a pore. Oh, say what you will about Ernest, but- the man is a genius. He is. He's a genius. Oh. Wait a minute. You just got a little what? thing here. Oh! Oh! Probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I think it's still well. Who can Ernest t- fix this? Yeah, I'll go get him before he leaves. But wait a minute. What, what if this happens again? What if it fades? What if it chips? What if it rains? Will he come back for touch-ups? Even if he does, he's not gonna live forever. Oh, that's not good. So what are we gonna do? He'll have to take the potion. We'll we'll take him to Liesl's. Uh She'll talk him into it. Uh He's not going to go to Liesl's. You heard him. He's made up his mind about leaving. Mm, That's true. I have to respect that. I know. We'll drug him.
2: (laughs) Oh my god. Got to respect that. I know.
3: That little back and forth (laughs) between them. So
2: they're so like breathy. They're just very like
4: (gasps) The comic
3: timing on that is (laughs) just like (laughs) spot on. Those
2: are two pros.
4: Of two <laughs> actresses in Hollywood today, yeah, that could they pull this off. Pull this off. You would have to cast drag queens, yeah. <laughs>
3: well, and that's kind, of, and that's just why pros. drag queens gravitate towards this movie because yeah. it's, it's so heightened. And when you see them battling with the shovels, that
2: shit that you would see drag queens doing,
4: yeah, yeah, as part <laughs> of battling of their with shovels bed. as a part of yeah. one of their numbers,
2: yeah, yeah, totally. It's so over the top and crazy. And yeah, just that delivery, that back and forth between the two of them, you're right. It's just like, who else could pull this I can't off?
4: think of two actresses that could do it today, no. except maybe, I guess, Meryl and Goldie could yeah. do it again. <laughs> like, <laughs> they can play themselves. I suppose. Yeah. But that's
2: the other thing, too. It's like, at this point, even in 1992, we're talking like how many years ago? Don't make people out the calculator. Um, they were even then actresses of a certain age. Yeah. Yeah. You and know? the
3: movie itself is a comment on women getting older and getting dismissed from society. Yeah. And these yeah. are two women that will not, that they're going to rally against the system and like show them that they're still beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's really powerful about this so, movie. So are mm-hmm. we going to get
2: our remake with, with uh, Naomi Watson and, and on Nick? I can see that. <laughs> Naomi Watson, and Nicole Kidman. I, yeah, okay. I but are they see... funny? But are they funny?
3: I think they're. I think at least Nicole Kidman's funny. I don't know about... I how don't how know about Nicole Kidman. Is.
4: Here's I the thing. I've seen Nicole
3: Kidman be funny in movies. Yeah,
4: but not in this way. I'm thinking of like... Because Nicole Kidman in Moulin Rouge is as close as we're going to get. Sure. And she's not necessarily funny in mm-hmm. Moulin Rouge. She I mean, her like, character's wacky. wonderful. Yeah. But she's not like... I wouldn't I know ne- I don't laugh when she does it. Sure. She's grown a lot since Moulin she has Rouge, really great though, though, so, so maybe in we'll see. to die see. for though. True.
2: And
3: oh, you yeah. see that she's breathy so and you see that yes. breathy <gasps> sex kitten <Yeah>. character. <laughs> the very noir True. the very noir woman and to die for.
4: Yeah.
2: I think our Nick You're could right. do it. I think, and Nick who could. else is the right age? True. I think
3: she's a little older than Naomi Watts.
2: Yeah. I'm... I
3: mean, is just Big Little Lies as close that we're gonna get to, <laughs> to Death Becomes Her?
4: Yeah, I would I would cast Reese Witherspoon before Naomi Watts. Yeah, hilarious. Simply based on um, she yeah, she's pretty. Big funny. Little yeah, Lies, she could do that. <laughs> okay,
3: but yeah, I think what's super clever about them as characters is that they're the villains of the story, but yet we understand their journey and that they're oddly complex. Yeah, like, there's a lot going on with them, so that's why you're rooting for them in the movie,
4: and you're not rooting for one over the other. Yes. You're rooting yeah. for the two of them together, yeah. and that's
3: why when they join forces in the lat in the third act, that's when the movie really comes alive. Yeah, and you're like, too.
4: yes, what and are they going to do? Together, yeah,
3: and they're working together to get what they want,
4: and they immediately. I think this is something that's really cool, just about women in general, is that they immediately go, Why are we fighting?" Yeah, and they go. Yeah. <laughs> could you i think she said meryl at one point one of them says like uh did you ever see this happening the two of us together yes
2: forever painting
4: each other's asses <laughs> forever oh i have that scene too yeah, oh yeah <laughs> oh you said no such well i knew
0: he was gonna come back here well you just have all the answers don't oh, you? look at this i'm peeling oh i'm peeling already <gasps> in trouble. Uh Ernest is gone. Uh We can't go back to Liesel's. She specifically told us to take care of our bodies. And look at us. We're dead. This is so embarrassing. No, no. You know what this is? This is just simply a a question of uh, maintenance. Yeah. This is upkeep. We just have to be very, very careful with ourselves. We have to take care of each other. I'll paint your ass, you paint mine. (laughs) I've imagined you and me together depending on each other painting each other's (laughs) asses forever. (laughs) Forever.
2: (laughs) (laughs) My favorite part about that exchange is that Helen's reaction to it is this is an existential crisis. My body is dead. I don't know how long I'm going to be here, but now I'm trapped in this rotting shell that I'm going to depend on other people to help me live for the rest of my life so I don't look like a freak. And her reaction is, this is so embarrassing. This
4: is so embarrassing. That's how
2: shallow they are. She's embarrassed. She's not like, what am I gonna do? Like, how am I gonna live I'm forever? Dead. Yeah,
4: <laughs> I'm as I'm literally a zombie. Yeah, like, I'm like,
2: scared. This is so embarrassing. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I love that that they've learned nothing. No, nothing. They're and still
4: they didn't have this. they didn't the have beginning.
3: this revelation years before.
4: Yeah, before all the
3: when they were shooting each other and well,
2: seeing the, what no, was happening this, to their bodies. No, this was right after well, Ernest. No, that wasn't when they were old biddies. That was right after Ernest got away from them at the, at yeah. the, at the I party. I thought was a very no, 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 no. Okay. They, Ernest, uh, fell into the pool mm-hmm. from the roof. Because he refuses he to refuses take refuses the potion. He refuses to the take the potion. He didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it. He just, because Ernest saw the potion. He saw Liesel's uh, you know, sales pitch.
3: Ashley's Ashley's Just trying to spray her cat right now because he's acting up. And it's oh, the wow. funniest thing ever. I, I totally relate to it.
4: I I was going to, but she's behaving herself now and right. has confined herself to the box.
2: So, uh, yeah, so Ernest s- heard the sales pitch and was so close, and he was like, sure, I guess I'll take it, but then was like, w- but then what? Like, then what? I and he has whatever. to see everyone yeah. close to him die. Yeah, and that's the...
4: Which is all... That's always been my conundrum, too. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you mm-hmm. could become a vampire, would you? Yeah. And it was like...
3: Ah, it would be fun for about, like...
4: A hundred years. Oh, I, make, oh maybe. I would say
3: even 50 years. Just make yeah.
4: new friends. Yeah. I just, like... I don't want to live forever. <laughs> I barely want to live 80 years. Like, I feel I like...
3: stand I, people
2: in general.
4: Yeah. Like, why do I yeah. want to be why around forever? Why do I have to them put forever? up for him, yeah.
2: Yeah. with them that long? Yeah. So, Ernest decides not to take you the You still potion. have to
4: be able to pay for yourself you yes. still have to have a job yes. it's the thing is is like you're not taking this potion you get eternal life and eternal funds
3: a million dollars yeah no and i guess to... that that's in the universe of the movie the only people that take it are the super rich The people yes. that can afford it. so you can yeah. afford it yeah
2: but um yeah he does he he's trying to leave the party it's like this big to-do at liesel's house at liesel's castle And the only way for him to get out is like to cross this like catwalk, you know, 30 stories up. And um, when he gets when he's dangling from the ledge, they tell him, you have the potion in your pocket. Take the potion now. So just in case you do die, you can put yourself back together again and then you can put us back together again for the rest of our lives. He says, screw that.
4: Yeah. He's like, I don't want to spend 40 seconds with you guys. Yeah.
3: (laughs) And he ends up falling through. Um, the stained glass the roof. The Stained glass roof of the pool. The, the creation of pool. Adam. So he, he glass. survives the fall. He place.
4: survives the fall and gets to meet Jim Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> I love the did celebrity.
3: Did you know I did immediately get that was jim morrison i, don't I know
4: didn't why. either it took him um it was only after he was like cool because jim morrison like watches him fall through the yeah. stained glass and into the pool and then like bruce willis gets out he's like muttering to himself he's like he's like
3: pissed. <laughs> i love that i love that you reveal. almost done man i love that reveal <laughs> yeah. of james dean pulling up in in his little bastard car
2: the in the
3: porsche in, in the his p- little in the oh, porsche called, called the little bastard that's that's the porsche yeah the, the he cursed in. porsche yeah, so here's my
2: bastard. thing all this c- all the celebrity lookalikes but which are sub- ostensibly supposed to be the celebrities mm-hmm. are wearing their most iconic outfits well marilyn monroe is in her gentleman's prefer blonde like mm-hmm. pink gown elvis
4: is in his elvis
2: is in, like a, that's crazy one of jumpsuit. the funniest
4: lines though too is when he's like some of you uh, have yeah. been seen out in public <laughs> like because th- that's the rule is like you can't be seen out in public and how many yep. people have I would love to hear. To I would love Elvis. to hear your
3: thoughts on for Keep It Weird. If you think Delve- Elvis is actually dead, Elvis, writings? I do
4: think Elvis is dead. I love I the conspiracy. Don't think Michael's dead. I love
3: the conspiracy <gasps> that Elvis might be alive. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there's nobody in that crypt? No, up the way in Glendale.
4: I don't. I think he's alive.
2: Wow. <laughs>
1: Wow!
4: Right, this took a turn. Right. This episode is now a keep it weird episode. I'm gonna come on and we're going to talk about. We talked about this
3: before, but coming on for a Hollywood conspiracy and urban legend. Yeah, would we be did really a Holly
4: Weird episode, but I think I would like to do like a just purely celebrity going into sure. going into s-
3: specifics of Hollywood urban legends. would
4: yeah. be
2: Yeah, I've actors. seen those YouTube videos of Michael at the emergency room. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't buy it. <laughs>
4: I don't buy it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well. Ernest escapes.
4: He does. He has a
3: very, a very fulfilled last half of his life yeah that, like what do they say like life doesn't really start until after until 50. you're 50 in, yeah until after he 50. ends up
2: he ends up fathering something like eight kids yeah after he was told how flaccid he was mm-hmm. by by madeline so apparently it was all her um and we've got this great scene of them as old as old decrepit old women because it's now like 30 years in the future
1: Mm-hmm.
4: yeah they're at his funeral they're At his
2: funeral and they oh. are just look like melting candles yes they, look, they do they not look, look great because yeah. they've
4: been having to do their own makeup for 30 years yes. and things have happened i think um helen has a line about how she f- lost her finger she lost or something her finger it yeah. broke off it broke off i didn't, I didn't lose, lose it it, <laughs> it broke <laughs> off yeah
2: and they're using bondo on their faces.
4: Yeah, it's atrocious. That's actually gaps. like really fantastic makeup though. It's
2: re- yeah, it's really good. And this ending really as a kid I was just like that's not how you're supposed to end a movie. <laughs> it's a very weird Tales of the Crypt ending. It's a yeah. super Tales of the Crypt ending. Mm-hmm. It's they not
3: pre- happy. It's not how you n- neatly resolve a story. Yeah. It just leaves you with these
2: two miserable people. These,
4: yeah. yeah, it's, And it leaves you going like, well, how the fuck do they get out of this one?
2: Now everybody's going to come out of the funeral and see all their
4: body dead, parts. Ashy
2: piece, broken pieces on the floor. <laughs> um,
3: did you know that this, is all, this was all reshot?
2: We haven't even talked about the multiple endings.
3: So there is a whole... Section of the mo- of the movie that they cut in the last act that had to do with Tracy Ullman, oh, meeting uh Ernest, meeting Ernest, and okay, they fall in love and she helps him fake his death, and then so that's years how he gets into away. the future. Yes, both Madeline and Helen see them as a happy retired well, elderly couple. couple, elderly couple,
2: and then they start mocking them because like, oh, look at that old couple in love. And then I think somehow they find out that it's Ernest. And then the same thing happens. They trip and fall and break into shatter into a million pieces and then it ends.
4: I don't know. The funeral is so funny. I I think I prefer the funeral because I love how they're like they're like in the back, like laughing. Yes. And at first it's kind of like muffled and under their breath, but enough that the rest of the funeral goers are like, Really? Like at his funeral. And you see
3: the little and you see the reveal of the two f- black figures in the back. Yeah, veiled, full. And that's always a veiled. And that's faces. always kind of plays off the cliche of a of a death of an older man and a woman dressed in all black that no one yes. knows shows a up woman in the in funeral. Black. That's very <laughs> blanched, Rudolph Valentino. Blanche from. Yes. Yeah. Or it's also
2: very Blanche from the Golden
4: Girls. Yes. Yeah.
2: But yeah, I love that. There's like this this poignant moment in the eulogy, and there's like a moment of silence. And Meryl Streep just goes, blah, blah, blah. blah. (laughs) (laughs) And they walk out. And yeah, ultimately, they're arguing with each other. uh And they break into a bunch of pieces. Well, because they
4: were, she dropped the spray paint on the way in is what they tripped on. But the funeral is an important part, too, because the the pastor who's residing over the funeral, Mm -hmm. over the service, says, like, you know, that. Bruce Ern had always regaled people with his stories of the living dead in Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. And like he's always had this uh, obsession with like this idea of eternal life being possible. And the pastor says like he found eternal life. Yeah in his children and his grandchildren and the stories that he told, yes. he will live on forever. That's eternal life. Your legacy is eternal life. Like, that's what you should strive for. And that's when Meryl and goes, blah, when blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah. Because they're still shallow. They're and still, they, haven't they, never got, no, they haven't learned anything. They any of never this. got what they were searching for, which you can't. Yeah. It's just like, the thing is, the message of this movie is so fantastic because you see so many... Famous, like beyond famous people, yeah. who end up killing themselves yeah. or becoming like horrible drug addicts, alcoholics, because they can't handle. Because they thought, once I get this famous, I will be happy, or once I have this much money, I will be happy. Yeah. And that's not what happens. You look at like Michael Jackson, who ended up without a face <laughs> and like all the money in the world, and he wasn't happy. He was tragically unhappy. Yeah. and... Mm-hmm disturbed so
3: michael if you're listening michael if you're
4: listening <laughs> <laughs> email us at i know you're listening for you
3: <laughs> you can come
2: on the um, show yeah
4: so it's that that idea of like always never being satisfied yeah and always wanting more and and the the links that we will go especially for like beauty and fame is very sad
2: yeah but these two like shallow glamorous women learn nothing and this movie ends on a very ambiguous (laughs) very it's just so unusual for a movie to end on such a it ends on a joke but you could never have this ending if they made death becomes her
4: now no do you remember where you parked the car (laughs) <laughs> that's the end that's the end you see their dumb heads swirl in their frame severed
2: heads and even at the
3: time I don't know if critics and audiences that watch this movie in the theater really knew what to do with it yeah I know that it the I mean I think the movie just barely made it's 50 million dollar budget back yeah uh Siskel and Ebert gave both gave this movie a thumbs down saying that it had great special effect but lacked any real substance or character depth which I would which I would disagree I disagree with that and too I would totally disagree with it
4: Maybe he says that because the characters didn't end up growing
2: yeah yeah but
4: the actual so like character depth okay but like themes like Mm -hmm, thematically mm -hmm. i think the movie has like really deep themes and like stuff that's not on the surface you really have to look for it and but i i kind of i guess i get where he's going with like the characters because they don't change they are the same at the beginning as Mm -hmm. they were as they are at the end, so... So should yeah.
3: we probably go into, um to finish this up, why the gay community is sort of latched onto this movie?
2: Yes, yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel like we... Just their obsession with, with youth and beauty, just the fact that it's got like crazy one-liners, it's so quotable, and just...
3: And it's fun to see both of these actresses at the top of their game, especially yeah. Streep, because yeah. she was playing off... She was... Playing against type, that this is a very acclaimed dramatic actress that's allowed to be funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's so enjoyable to mm -hmm. watch in a movie. Yeah.
4: Even Bruce Willis. I mean, I know that he was doing comedy then, but he was never the weasel. He was never the weak man. He was either like a tough guy like John McClane Mm -hmm. or he was like... Slick,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. like moonlight. Yep, you know yeah. what I
4: mean. And this guy is just he's limp, he's a schlub, yeah.
3: And there's also something super empowering to see both Madeline and Helen fighting for beauty and against the system. Like they're yeah. not going to grow old and be disregarded, yeah. And mm-hmm. they will do whatever means is possible, yeah, to be seen, to be seen, yeah, and to be heard, and to be too. important. And I think that itself really speaks to why the LGBT community has latched onto it. Yeah, for sure. And why it's still talked about to this day. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And it's fucking fabulous. Oh, my God. It is fabulous. Yeah. Every outfit, every hairdo, every set that they are on is fabulous. Oh, oh, one thing we have to talk about. Um, Helen's outfit when she comes sneaking around the house with the leather jacket, the, the leather gloves, and the beret, and the
2: b- Caprice. <laughs> the caprice. <laughs> yeah. she's yeah.
4: basically like dressed up like Sandy at the end of yeah. Greece. Yeah, like that's her idea. Yeah. That's like a drag queen's idea oh, yeah. of. i like, she's going to be
2: sneaky, she's like
3: she's a cat being burglar outside yeah. the mansion. Yeah, yeah. And she has her, and little, her little sleuth outfit on. Exactly.
4: Yeah. One of the cr- and she puts sunglasses on in the mm. middle of the night. Yeah. One of the craziest stunts I've ever seen. The car. When she, yeah, she like gets down flat we on her belly. We were wondering
3: how
2: they shot that. Yeah. I thought it's they, a stunt they woman. They might have done it. In oh, reverse. maybe,
4: yeah, because she. Oh, I true. don't think it's in
2: a reverse because you see her hair moving. Yeah, and you can't. It's wild. That would look weird. For
4: anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, basically, she's like Goldie Hawn, obviously a stunt woman, is like face down on the ground, and this car goes in reverse and backs up, and you think it's gonna hit her. And instead it stops like literally it touches her head. Yeah. The wheel touches her head yeah. and then speeds off forward. Yeah. And I don't know how they did it. It's so incredibly wild. Yeah. It's
2: movie magic right there. Because there's that other scene when she like scales the fence and as she gets to the top instead of just going over the side of the fence, she does like this acrobatic like her legs fly <laughs> straight up in yes. the air and then flies over to the other side, goes down out of frame, and then Goldie pops up. And it was like, <laughs> yeah. It was me. It was <laughs> like, me the
4: whole time. Yeah.
2: So there's a lot of that like, okay, stunt double. There's a lot of physical comedy. Face. Yeah. Um, um But that's the Becca's for you.
3: Do you know that um have you heard of Drag Becomes Her? That peaches Christ the drag no. queen does out of uh San Francisco is yeah. it like a so they a play? they do Death Becomes Her. I want to say that it's partly um, lip sync to the dialogue, and I think that okay they kind of have little bits, but they but Peaches Christ does movie parodies, and they do Drag Drag Becomes Her, which is love take off of Death Becomes Her, and mm-hmm. it is with Jinx Monsoon. I was
4: gonna say I know Jinx Monsoon one, season five and
3: Ben yeah. de la Creme.
4: Yes. I love it. Jinx well,
3: Drag plays Becomes Her is
2: also. Jinx's documentary.
3: It's also Jinx's documentary yeah. where Jinx her. is interviewed putting her putting her makeup on and Jinx talks a lot about how death becomes her really inspired him as a little kid.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember seeing uh, either an interview or maybe I saw the uh, photo shoot that mm-hmm. Jinx Monsoon did as oh, yeah. both characters. It's, um,
3: it was Jinx Monsoon and Ivy Winters.
4: Ivy Winters! And I want to say that she that Jinx mentioned it on Drag Race. Yeah. I think
2: she may have, yeah. And in some yeah. interviews, Death or, becomes or I one think on one. She dropped a few
3: one liners of the movie too. Yeah, probably. just randomly in the workroom. Yeah, but yeah, this and, and there was a um another thing about Drag Race. They did a whole runway, which was uh, what season Death becomes her. I think it was like season seven. It was a Violet season. It was Violet season and also Pearl. I don't and they, know if I made it. They all had to do yeah. runways. I, think I lost where they my were cable before they, they died. came out. Where they died? Yeah.
4: Oh my god, I love it.
3: Mm-hmm. And Violet has like the cinched waist, and she has the oxygen
2: tank. It's
3: really good. <laughs>
4: oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Of course. It. I will look that up at least.
2: Um. Yeah. This movie had a profound influence on me. I can probably quote. Most of it, if not all of it.
3: I have a confession that I haven't said yet. I did not grow up on this movie. I know. So really? I always I knew of it. This. I would always see the cardboard uh standee at the video store. Yeah. But I did not rent <laughs> Which it. Which
2: I would have paid actual money for. I did
3: not rent it. And I feel Hard-earned like I did mind. not watch it really until I started seeing Pete. Really? Yep. That he introduced me to it. It was always on my radar, but I just had never seen it.
2: Yep. And at that point, I was, it was in my DNA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the
4: movie had made its way into your molecules. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I had to. It
3: was at the top of our list when we came up with this podcast idea. Yeah. That we had to do Death Becomes Her. Yeah, such an influence on me.
4: And honestly, I mean, I'd seen it a million times mm-hmm. and I definitely made, um, you know, I made the the drag connection because I have eyes, but... <laughs> I really, like, when you had mentioned talking about it on the show and I, I re-watched it on Sunday, I was like, okay, I really need to, like, zero in on the gay connection. Like, yeah. what is it that the gay community finds? And the whole movie everywhere. is gay. <laughs> like, it was amazing. From the opening yeah. scene of the musical from, number. Yes, from the, the very opening end scene of- to the last line yeah. of the movie know i was know like where we parked the car right? <laughs> yeah do you know where we parked the car and joe was like oh my god i missed all of this when i was a kid yeah and i was like yeah i i i was blown away i loved it yeah
2: go rent it you guys yeah go rent it <laughs> if you haven't <laughs> is seen it streaming it, watch it again um you can come
4: borrow it from me i have it on dvd i think it's on prime
2: <laughs> well i bought it on amazon Prime, yeah. but it's yeah.
4: oh it is streaming it's on prime yeah. and it's on yeah. stars there Let's is go. on stars right mm-hmm. now if you have stars. stars there you go.
2: Yeah. So you can find it. Do your homework. People. Do your homework.
4: Yeah, we're not going to do
2: this for <laughs> you. <laughs> or you just come over to my house and I'll tell you and I'll act it out for you. Oh
4: my God. The three of us. I'll be Bruce. <laughs> I want to be Bruce Willis. <laughs> you you, can, be,
2: be you can be Madeline and I can be Helen. <laughs> yeah. Helen's my favorite character of the movie. Yeah, you're definitely you're Definitely, <laughs> you're definitely <the> Helen. Helen. <laughs> I'll be Erin. <laughs> The well, morgue <laughs> Joe, can be, so Joe
4: can be can be Dakota.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> you so, just want to see Joe without his shirt. He has on. to
2: brush up on his Brooklyn <laughs> accent.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, thank you for so much for coming on our show. Thank you so much for
4: having me. Thank you so much. Uh, I've I can't been wait so to come excited. on. Next. To keep it weird. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, we yes, need to do so it soon.
3: Hollywood, urban legends mm-hmm. and all of that. Yes. I'm game. We'll do it We'll make it work
4: Yeah Keep it weird You can find us uh, Pretty much anywhere You get podcasts iTunes, Spotify Libsyn Podbean Etc Etc Scott and Pete Have been on the show Several times I
3: talked mm, about creepy dolls
4: Dolls episode (laughs) We did an urban legends episode And we did an internet Urban legends And dark web episode Which was
3: That's a booked up episode (laughs) That is one of those
4: episodes Where it's like Our our podcast is super fun And then you listen to that And you're like Is it Oh Talking
3: about the dark, the dark inner web <laughs> in, yeah, do in child porn. Yeah,
4: this horrible. Welcome to the stuff. show. Oh Welcome to our fun show. Um, but yeah, and you can uh, follow us on Instagram at Keep It Weird Cast. Awesome. Mm-hmm. We're
3: gonna try to get Lauren on an individual episode. Oh, absolutely. Wrangler away from. Yeah, her baby. I have a
4: co-host. Her name's Lauren. She has a baby. She's the best.
2: <laughs> I want her to come on best. for Drafted Gorgeous. Awesome.
4: She could quote the whole movie. So. That's a good guest to have. <laughs>
2: nice. Well, boys and girls, you can also follow us on social media. If you're not doing that already, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Movies That Made Us Gay. You can follow us on Twitter at MTMUG pod. And if you want to email us, you can do that at Movies That Made Us Gay at gmail.com. Listen. And
3: remember to rate us
2: five stars. Yeah, give us five stars. Get this leave shit us, trending. Uh, leave us a, uh, a review. A good review.
4: Preferably. We
2: only take good ones. I don't want to see bad ones. We only take
4: good ones. We
2: only take good (laughs) ones. Um, But thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Now a warning.
4: (laughs) Perfect. Yay.